0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. The show is indeed Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury here with Twins bench coach Mike Bell. We actually get to look at each other through a screen for the first time since right around the new year when uh, Mike was uh, fresh in town and getting set for a first year that has truly been unlike any year uh, that any of us have ever seen in the game. And Mike, we appreciate your time here on Inside Twins. The show is called Inside Twins, so I wanted to start by literally going inside, taking our listeners inside kind of the decision-making process because so much happens over the course of every single ball game. So I, I picked a moment. There have been many, but I picked a moment from yesterday. You guys ran Jake K for Brent Rooker in the fifth inning. Now, just to lay out all the details, you're down 1-0, you get a faster guy, you get a better defensive player, you know they don't have any lefties left in their bullpen the rest of the game. These are all the things that fans can see in terms of trying to figure out the timing of a decision, and it pays off beautifully. Jake goes first to third, scores on a double play ball. There's so much more that goes into that. It doesn't happen spur of the moment. So walk us through kind of what's going on, how far back those conversations start before a seemingly simple move like that happens.
1: Uh, I, I mean, they, they start in, in the afternoon. I mean, we, we, we kind of target moves like that. We You, you kind of nailed it. A lot of those things they you know, I think it's more about about Jake's ability than, than the Brent's lack of ability. You know, we he's obviously a really good hitter and, and he's still working working on the defense and developing there but it's it's definitely more about about Jake in that situation um we, we felt like we actually thought school would probably only go five and he ended up going one more and then you start going oh no it's gonna come back around again but but uh it, it, it worked out you know uh, they don't they don't all work out that way but um Jake's playing well he, he's a really good defender. Um, and, and it just, it just worked. It was just kind of like right on cue. Here we go. Um, it worked. Uh, Rook gets, gets a big hit for us, gets on base and, and we're able to insert, insert, uh, Jake there.
0: I would imagine that for every move like that, that you talk about hours before and that then the scenario pops up, there's probably 50 other moves that you guys have talked about that the scenario never comes up.
1: It, it, it does. I mean, it does. It starts in the day. We have, we have, uh, really good people in the office. We have, you know, our, our coaches, we, we have constant conversations and, and, and that's pretty much what our day is. It revolves around different ideas, things that could come up, uh, within the game, you know, talking, talking with the guys upstairs, whether it's, it, it's Frankie, uh, Colby, Josh, Cullick, all those guys, um, uh, you know, talking amongst ourselves and the game starts and it, it's every inning, you know, kind of whispering something to Rocco, Hey, this could this could happen, this could come up, he does it, you know, vice versa. Um, and we're just trying to be as as prepared as we can for every situation and move that could possibly come up.
0: Mike Bell is our guest Twins bench coach. It's brought to you by Quick Trip today on Inside Twins for all your grocery essentials plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. now. You mentioned all the different people involved, and I'm I'm glad you brought them up. I ran into Frankie in the parking lot the other day. He handles a lot of your defensive uh, pre-scouts and, and the different ways you want to play. Uh, Josh, obviously, heavily involved in pitching. Colby as well. He and Wes go go way back to Arkansas. And there's a whole flooded floor of analysts who are providing you with reams of data on a daily, if not hourly, basis. How has your process been, especially in a compressed season, learning to filter and sift that data out and then how you then share it so as not to overwhelm players.
1: Yeah, I, you know, um, man, a, a lot of you do, you go through it. It starts a, a couple days before you play in a, in a new series, and you start going through that, uh, where the good matchups are, um, you know, the, the pitching matchups, how their lineup looks, how they've been using their bullpen, all these things. A lot of that, it doesn't even go, go to the players at all. It's just for us internally in, in in the dugout there might be some more details with the pitching um and how to attack hitters and and vice versa with edgar on the hitting side just how how opposing pitchers are attacking hitters but but that that's the extent of what we're given to the players a lot of it, it again is is just used in, internally um and for our own knowledge in the dugout but there is a lot of information uh, it's good information. and then it you know, it takes. I'm still learning. Um, I, and I think I, I always will be, you know the information's coming in, how to process it. Uh, what makes sense, but um, it's good stuff. we got great people in the office. You can have
0: all the info in the world. There's still the human element uh, involved in the communication element. Now, Rocco is a phenomenal communicator, and and anybody who's been around him knows that. That was your reputation as well coming into this. It's not as if you and Rocco had this 20-year history of working side by side, and yet I feel like you guys have very seamlessly uh, fallen into lockstep.
1: I feel like that, you know. I I hope he does too. I um, I, I do feel we, we have some similarities. Um, he's very good on like emotional intelligence. He knows what the players are feeling, how each move affects the team, and, and and that's how I think. But because he's so good at it, I've tried to I've tried to compliment him in a in a different way, and I I, I try and stay a little bit more objective just to give him that information, and, and he's good with that as well. Um, but it's just trying to find your niche and where you can you can help. You know, Wes is really good, too, at the pitching. You know, he's able to take the objective uh, and infuse his own knowledge of, of what our pitchers do so well and the emotional element, um, so he's really good at that. I, I try to stay a little bit more objective in the dugout, knowing that, You know, I I would probably lean a little bit more heavily towards Rocco in in that seat, but but it's been a good mix so far.
0: What about out of the dugout? Because so much of a culture of a clubhouse and a staff in terms of its inner relationship, is allowing, and this is something else that Rocco strives uh, uh, to, to create is your own personality coming out. You're not supposed to just be a guy in a Jersey who's, you know, spreading data around. There's got to be a chunk of Mike Bell that then infuses itself into the clubhouse. Now, Sheltie was a real rah-rah guy. He kind of took that, that role in the clubhouse where he was the guy out there kind of poking fun and moving around and, Mocking guys, we can't really do that this year because of the way the protocols are set yeah. up. But have you found uh, your space, as it were, to to be you and bring your years of baseball knowledge and experience, as well as your own personal personality, into this clubhouse?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I was actually talking to uh Rod in, in the clubhouse the other day about it. And it. You know, you have a mask on. I, I think there's so much you pick up on through facial expressions, and and, and I'm more quiet by nature than I would have imagined Sheltie was, so I think it's <laughs> taken me a, a little longer, but each day that goes by, you know, guys kind of mess with me a little bit more. I, I'm I'm very laid back. I don't take anything too personal, and, and, and I can mix it up with them probably on a little bit more subtle level, and, and they're starting to pick up on, on my humor, but um, it, it's such a great place to be, that, that Rocco, Derek, Thad, all, all the guys, uh, Jeremy Zoll is with us on the road, all these all these guys that are, are around us, they, they want you to be yourself, and, and they, they communicate in such a way that you feel you can be exactly who you want to be, um, they, they want to hear what you have to say, and you know I for years you you hear about open door policy oh yeah it's open door policy and you know and, it, and it's
0: it's not i don't know <laughs> if
1: it's that way or not you know in this case it, it it truly is like i can pick up the phone and call anybody talk to anybody share with with them what's going on in my life what's going on at the park with players whatever and it's it's just a great place to be right now
0: yeah probably in this particular time more important than ever uh, that, that that there is the ability to have those conversations especially the non baseball ones
1: it is. I, I mentioned it before. Rocco's emotional intelligence and understanding people and players. And I, it, it's throughout the organization. And if you don't have that right now in this time and understand that every day you walk by the players and sometimes you're smiling or having fun, you you, you, you have to be able to feel what they may be going through. <laughs> and uh, and I think our guys do that. Like we know and I've talked to some players like I'd rather be here without a mask on um, at the games. I'd rather be able to go out to dinner with the guys and, and connect with them that way. But it's it's not that way. And for me as a coach, I'm not necessarily performing. I have to be prepared for the game, but I'm not performing. I'm not at risk necessarily for going you know zero for four or struggling on the mound. And and when you add that that into it, um, these guys, man, it, it, it's difficult. But I cannot be more impressed with with how they're going about their business every day. It's I don't know if it's that way everywhere. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I can't imagine a team and a group of players that are more committed to what's going on right now, even during this difficult time.
0: That's Twins bench coach Mike Bell. We are just getting started on Inside Twins. We'll get to some Nuts and bolts baseball talk when we return for segment two. Coming up next on your Home for Twins Baseball. Inside Twins is brought to you by Quick Trip for all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Well, a quick trip from home to first, to say the least, for Byron Buxton last night was the difference. You guys, Mike Bell, have won five consecutive ballgames. I- I'll ask you this, and I don't know if there's an answer uh, that, is, uh, that is easy to come by. 19 games remaining, two-thirds of the season gone. Has it gone slow? Has it gone fast? I feel some days like we've been playing for nine months. I feel some days like we just started.
1: <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly right. I mean, I, I mean, you look up, at 19 games left. You think, oh, my gosh, how, how'd this happen? You know, and you, you look back to when I got here late June, and it seems like two years ago sometimes. Um, sometimes being on the road seems a little bit longer, especially the the three-city trips, you know, jump, jumping on and off uh planes but um it, it it's it's it is what it is you know i it's not unlike any other season there some days you wake up and you start in April and all of a sudden it's July and you think where to go and then other days it seems like it's dragging on a little bit but it's good so far.
0: And every game means so much. Uh, The difference in the top of the Central is a half game between three teams and the difference in that half game could be being a two seed or being a seven seed uh, as we head towards the postseason. Obviously a good time to get guys like Donaldson and Buxton back. I want to ask you though about Miguel Sono and not even about the home runs and the quality at bats and plate appearance he's put together the big man has looked pretty frisky over there at first base the last couple of nights i mean he's he's putting the wheels to use
1: yeah he, he's settling in there uh I, i'll tell you what he's he's worked hard at it and and it's paying off uh he's got great hands he's got a good arm and and so that was never the issue um you know when you're the way defenses are now and you guys are playing all over the field sometimes your second baseman's over on the on the the third base side the infield and now all of a sudden you're you're alone over there um there's a lot of ground to cover you know it's just it's just being aware of your surroundings and and he's worked hard at it and he's really settling in there
0: now after his crash-up derby session there in kansas city Rocco said he wanted to hear his voice more and we've been hearing that we can hear him yelling all the way up here on those pop-ups now which is safer I'll for everyone
1: yeah i mean it, it, he he's i i love the guy i mean he's He's so easy to talk to. He's so coachable. Like he'll he'll ask a lot of questions, and, and when you say something like, "Hey, you gotta speak up, or you're gonna you're gonna crush somebody," you know, <laughs> he does. Yeah. Like he, he he listens and and he wants to. He wants to be the best he can, and, and uh, he's, he's just a great person, and, and uh, he's done a great job.
0: Now, you specifically work with the Twins catchers a lot, and losing Alex Avila is a big loss for 10 days because he's such a steadying veteran presence behind the plate. He's he's just simply had experience that a Ryan Jeffers and Williams Ostadio have not yet had the opportunity to gain in, in their careers. What are some of the work you are putting in with the young Catchers now behind the plate, knowing how critical that element is to the entire game plan each and every night.
1: Yeah, I I, I do. I mean, I spend some time with them, but just uh, on on, a, on the physical side, Garrett Kennedy, who's in the in the bullpen, he he works with the mechanics uh, a, a lot more, and and Wes, uh, you know, as far as game planning, he's involved in that. Um, I, I dive into the running game a little bit more and, and and stay with them and and just just stay in contact with them. Daily, but but Ryan has has done a terrific job of the game plan. He's incredibly smart. Um, he's he's a great receiver. It was nice to see him throw a runner out. Uh, Alex did a great great job when he was healthy, and he'll be back soon. Uh, Alex has been been great uh, for for um, for Ryan, you know, since he's he's been here. And same with Garve and and we'll get him back soon too uh Astadio, you know um, he's going to get in there as, as well and he, he made some incredible blocks the other night huge blocks and and he's done a good job in a short sample size
0: and speaking from your developmental background as well so much in the past stretch of years has been about framing in terms of grading out catchers that's a skill that's got certain catchers to the big leagues but with the probable inevitability of a of an automated strike zone in the near future in, in your developmental brain Are you already thinking ahead to what is going to be the new measure of a catcher, what teams are going to be looking for and trying to coach up in young catchers if and when those great subtle skills of stealing strikes go by the wayside with an automated zone?
1: I mean, this has been talked about for the last two years. I don't know that I have the answer. Uh, You know, you talk about some people say you just put somebody back there that can hit it. You know, I I still think there's there's a comfort level between the, the catcher and the pitcher. Uh, the game calling is tremendously important. The blocking, you know, there's going to be things. If, if it, who knows? Maybe it doesn't change. So we just got to keep marching forward. Um, I, I think Ryan does a great job, and if if they take that away, I I, I would be disappointed. Um, I like that. It's a it's a skill. It's a it's a learned. It's a taught skill, and I would be disappointed. But if that's what happens, that's what happens. Um, but Ryan does a lot of other things good. I also think he's he's going to really hit, too. Um, and, and we've seen it. He's got some hits in some big situations.
0: Let's talk about the offense. And, and the catchers in particular have struggled at the plate this year. But the team has seamlessly evolved from a, a team that that embraced the nickname and just clobbered home runs, right? And every night we're putting up big runs. That's not who this team is. Maybe that's what the marketing campaign says. This is a team, Mike, that has been comfortable winning low-scoring, close games consistently all year long. An entirely different offensive identity.
1: Yeah, we have won a lot of low-scoring, uh, close games. I thought our defense has been really well. Uh, Tony Diaz has done a great job with the positioning, and and Tommy in the outfield working with those guys. Uh, so, so yeah, and I, the offense. It, it, in this short season with limited spring training, I I, I do think it, it's or it's not surprising, and I think it's down everywhere. Um, it, it, and with the catchers too. I in spring training, you have six weeks to prepare. You know, so you have volume. You, you your legs get used to it. Well, in, in this scenario, you don't, and and the legs are such an important part of of the swing. And I, I just. I, and I don't even think that players realize it, but you know, the legs could be tired, just have dead legs, or you just don't feel as, as 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 good for whatever reason. So I think it's a little bit slower to come, uh, but we have won uh, some low scoring games, we squeezed a cup safety, squeezed a couple of times, you know, there's been some bunts here and there and we're finding ways to win. And, and I, I think that's great. I, you know, Alex Vito was talking about it the other day. It's like, yeah, we. Our guys came out and hit a bunch of home runs last year. And, and sometimes, you know, guys are wanting that same success or to do it in the same way. And it's it's a different year and you have to embrace it. And, and right now, I think the guys are doing that.
0: Yeah, that's what good teams do. Mike Bell, bench coach for a good team, the Minnesota Twins. They take on the Tigers in the fourth of a five-game series coming up in just a bit. Right now, we take a break. Back for one final segment of Inside Twins on your home for Twins Baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins. Glad to have Twins bench coach Mike Bell with us today. Brought to you by Quick Trip for all your grocery essentials plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. A reminder, we have you covered with a pregame lineup card, including Alex Hassan coming up with his Sunday appearance and then baseball twins and Tigers with Rich Hill opposite Casey Mize. But, Mike, I know in baseball you're not supposed to look ahead, especially this year where we're you just play the, the day and then hope that you get to wake up in the morning and play again the next day. But we don't know when we're going to get a chance to talk with you again. Uh, and the Reds round out the schedule this year for the Minnesota Twins. How much have you thought about – facing off dugout to dugout with your brother's club and how much has the family talked about it
1: uh I, we talked earlier even when the when the schedule came out and uh david sent me a note he said hopefully we both get to celebrate you know on the uh, the, the same series and you know ho- hopefully we can do it before they get here um you know and, and i have been following the reds more so just scores um conversation once or twice a, a, a week but it'll it'll be pretty neat you know i I think the last time we were on the field together uh i think i was playing in oh one and i I broke my arm on the field he was with the mariners um with them and i was with the rockies at the time my dad was managing but it's been a little while since we've been on the same field uh at the same time so i i am looking forward to that that series um with with mixed emotions, you know, I, I, you know, always pulling for for him and, and what he's doing, but um, you know, we have we'll, we'll have work to do, and um, uh, it'll it'll be an exciting time.
0: I I got to go back to you. Just casually dropped in that you broke your arm on the field during the game. What happened? He didn't do it to yeah, you, did he? It yeah. wasn't like two kids roughhousing it, in the bedroom, yeah. was it?
1: <laughs> no, I was playing first, and uh, the, there was a a block, and uh, our catcher blocked it. Um, I think it was Adam Melhews, if I remember right. And Carlos Gean was on first. He got caught off first a little bit. We we threw it behind him, so picking mm-hmm. him off first. And I, I spun around and it hit my arm on it, on his knee, and my arm broke. But uh yeah, my brother was there, my dad was managing at the time, and, and he came out, and he's like, Get up. And I was like, I I, I don't want to, my <laughs> arms broke. So um, but, yeah, that, I think that was the last time.
0: <laughs> well, let's hope that this time both of you are smiling when it's over and nobody is in a cast uh, as the uh, the Bell brothers uh, get back together again uh, at the end of the year. Mike, it's great, as always, to get a chance to chat, uh, and we can't wait to do this more regularly, mask-free, moving forward as uh, your tenure with the Twins continues. Good luck today, and we appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Chris. That's Mike Bell, outstanding bench coach for the Minnesota Twins, and that's Inside Twins on your home for Twins Baseball.
1: You've been listening to Inside
0: Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.